This is Spiritual Principles for Emotional Healing with Dr. Denise Johnson, a show dedicated to the integration of spirituality, faith, mental health, and emotional wellness. I believe where your spirit leads, your emotions, power, and destiny will follow. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Spiritual Principles for Emotional Healing, and I am your host, Christian emotional wellness expert and licensed mental health professional, Dr. Denise Johnson. And the excellent topic for today's show is Getting Your Life in Harmony, Strategies to Manage Your Time and Energy. And this is part two to a show we began last time. And my wonderful guest is Cassandra R. Johnson, MBA, CPC, E-L-I-M-P. Cassandra Johnson is the CEO of Destined to be Great, an executive coaching company focused on helping professional women reduce stress improve their time management skills, and ultimately create a personalized life harmony plan. She is a certified professional coach and energy leadership master practitioner. In addition, she is a sales and marketing professional with 20-plus years' experience in brand marketing and consulting with several Fortune 500 companies. As an advocate for empowering women, Ms. Johnson was a contributing author for the book's Leadership, Helping Others to Succeed, Wealthy Direct Sales Women, and Women Crushing Mediocrity. A 30-plus year member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Ms. Johnson serves as the Educational Advancement Foundation Chair for the Rho Zeta Omega chapter in Marietta, Georgia. Additionally, she also holds several leadership and communication designations in Toastmasters. Ms. Johnson is an avid runner who has completed 30 half marathons and four full marathons in 22 different states. She also enjoys skiing, and has served as a national leader for the National Brotherhood of Skiers. Ms. Johnson holds a BS degree from North Carolina State University and an MBA from Duke University. Well, Ms. Cassandra, you have excellent credentials, and it is my absolute joy and honor and privilege to have you as a guest on the show today, so I want to welcome you with open arms. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Denise. I'm so excited to be on the show today. Yeah. All right, so the next key has to do with strategies to manage time. Yeah, so I actually do, with my clients, and I've done it before, and I continue to do it, it and I do time chunking. Some mm-hmm. people call it time blocking. I, I call it time chunking. and it's important because it's, you know, we have 168 hours in a week. Wow. And so, <laughs> okay. yeah, a lot, 
Yeah, if you if you really calculate it out, and I'm I'm a bit of a numbers person, so 168 hours in a week, I kind of force my clients, and I do this myself, to look at that and then really start looking at how you spend your time. And right. when you look at de- deciding what your non-negotiables are. So there are certain yes. things, you know, they, the saying sleep when you're dead or sleep is overrated and all that. I, I'm a woman that needs my sleep. Yes. I need my seven hours. Yes. So yes. De- deciding what those non-negotiables are. Sleep should be one yes. of those non-negotiables because you need enough I sleep and, and you can't yes. keep burning the candle at both ends. Uh, yes. there, there are other areas that are non-negotiables if you have a job. That's a non-negotiable. You have to you have a certain time that you have to work with that job or other things, and you you really define how much time you truly need to best support those different areas. So you kind of carve that out. If it's seven hours of a day of sleep, then that right. forty nine hours that you deduct from that sixty hundred and sixty eight etc. And so you get to the point where you really start to identify where you're spending your time, what yes. your non-negotiables are, and your non-negotiables have to be your non-negotiables. Right. When you start making them nego- negotiable, that's when things get really, really out of whack. And yes. then it also helps you really look at where you're spending your time in areas that maybe you don't, you shouldn't be spending your time. Right. Those areas that don't serve your purpose, those areas that, that don't aren't in alignment with who you are, those things that other people make you feel like you need to do but you really don't need to do. So that right. that's the time management piece that I spend a lot of time with my clients on. I encourage them to invest in a planner. Everybody yeah. should have some type of planner, whether it's a phone planner or a, a physical planner. I'm a paper girl, so I, I use that. Me too. I'm old school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> old old school. Been you know thirty plus years, and then also controlling your to do list. So every day, looking at putting three the three to five most important things on your to do list, yeah. and not overwhelming yourself. If you get more done, that's great, but. Right truly focusing on the things that are most important to get done and not yes. it worrying about the things that you don't need to get done. Yes, I love that. I love that. And one of the things I have noticed is that, again, women don't put self-care mm-hmm. on this list of non-negotiables. That usually right. is one of the first things that they let go. So Absolutely. I'm going to say for me, when I get up in the morning, I have to spend time addressing or dealing with my spirit, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, whether that's reading the Bible, whether that's praying, whether that's, you know, having some devotional time or time to think about life, to think about what God has been ministering to me. You know, that Mm -hmm. is non-negotiable in the morning. And then I'm also going to say for me, another non-negotiable is I must exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, I must do it. Be, not that I like doing it, but right. I'm old enough to recognize that exercise, although it may be unpleasant in the short run, in the long run, it keeps me feeling better, it, right? It improves my mood. Absolutely. Um, I, I like the way I look at my clothes. It gives yeah, me a there sense it of is. confidence. I mean, you know, so these, those two are really non-negotiables for me as well. And it does take time. I would rather get up. Now, you know, people don't always like getting up, you know, extra mm-hmm. hour too early. But mm-hmm. I would rather get up two hours earlier 
to start my day with some harmony, right? Right. Then, then sleep right. those two hours, and then you're, you're tired anyway. <laughs> right. And you're more tired earlier. Right. Yes. Now, I'll even add to that. Um, I used to have that mindset that, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a morning person. I would work until all hours of the night, and I was exhausted. And so I had yes. to shift in that it's, I also help people shift that mindset. Stop saying you're not a morning person. Stop saying you're not a night person. Become the person that you need to become yes. Yes. in order to create that harmony. So if that yes. means you've got to get up, like you said, two hours early, in order to get things done, when you make that shift, it may be hard initially, but once you make right. that shift, you will find your body will adjust to that. It does. And you will get more done in your yeah. day, especially if you yeah. started with, with spiritual, you know, reading and yeah. exercise. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. And, and the other area where I notice that people don't set enough time is with family. Mm-hmm. Um, as friends, they yeah. they don't really, and especially if you have children or a mate, you must make time. Absolutely. You know, I know every once in a while you may have a project at work. Look, we've all been there. I you know all that. Yep. They just told me this was done in 24 hours. Okay, that, that, you know, you may have to make an exception. But yep. you can't go week after week, month after month, year after year with not spending any time with your children or with a mate if you're lucky enough to have one. You know, I'm you, so agree. You must Right, you must, and those also are the things that that satisfy your spirit. You know, it fills your cup. It's it it, it makes you whole um, to be able to do that as well. So, uh, you know, I encourage people to to add those things. But I love the idea of looking at a planner and actually mapping everything out because then I do believe it makes it easier to see. Well, I I literally don't have time to to make to, to volunteer at the church one for one more activity. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you don't, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't, you know, I just can't do that for my friend, you know, even though I'd like to do X, Y, or Z, because I just don't have the time in my, in my, in my schedule based on my own harmony plan. So I right, love that. Right, And not even I, having to explain that, uh, I, I make appointments for everything. So I have the, the things that I want to get done today, but if that's that strategy of being able to gracefully say no, being able to gracefully yeah. say no that you can't volunteer for yeah. that activity without having to explain. It's it's just it's being able to just make that decision that I can't do that. I can't add another thing to my plate and not feeling like you have to explain why you can't have add another thing to your plate also. It's just or I, I've done this with a client where I actually she she wanted some time with me and at the time I was doing group coaching, so we had a quick call for about mm-hmm. 30 minutes. I told her I had another appointment. And so we scheduled the window of time. She was on time. We talked for that 30 minutes. I said, okay, I'm at my appointment. Well, my appointment was dinner with my girlfriend. Okay. She didn't need to know that. Right. I didn't need to explain it to her, but it was a, right. an appointment. And I think if we start to really use that, I encourage my clients to use that. Just you know, I have another appointment. Everybody doesn't need to know your business. Right. You get to choose how you spend your time. So yeah. that that's something that I think is important too. That self care, that spending time with girlfriends or family or your significant right. other. I'm I'm single, right. so for me, <laughs> family and and girlfriends for yeah. now. Yeah. But I think that's important. Being able to set that that boundary. I agree. 
I agree. And, and the other fascinating thing about that to me is when you watch people's reactions to your saying no, <laughs> it helps mm-hmm. you see who really is for you mm-hmm. and who really is on your team and who right really there. cares about you as an individual. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. eye-opening to me to it find is. out that maybe this relationship I have with this other person is one way mm-hmm. where they benefit. I'm the, I'm the giver and they're the taker. Yeah. And when you, when you start saying no to say, well, you know what? She's not as good a friend of mine as I thought she was. Mm. She doesn't <laughs> care about whether I'm working my fingers to the bone. So, because I say, you know, one of the things about getting older is, is reevaluating your friendships and, and reevaluating who you spend time with and why. We need to have harmony in having relationships that feed us, that have a give and take rather than always being in relationships that take, 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 take. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And more often than not, we'll find, you'll find it's more people taking, and people will take as much of your time, as much of your energy as you allow them to. Yes. And yes, so that's, that is definitely key. Yes, it is. Well, I think this is the perfect place for a break. Please join us after the break when my guest, Cassandra R. Johnson, CEO of Destined to be Great, an executive coaching company in Marietta, Georgia, will talk more about developing a life harmony plan. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Spiritual Principles for Emotional Healing, and I am your host, licensed mental health professional, Dr. Denise Johnson. And the topic for today's show is Getting Your Life in Harmony, Strategies to Manage Your Time and Energy. And my wonderful guest is Cassandra R. Johnson. CEO of Destined to be Great, an executive coaching company in Marietta, Georgia. And so then your next strategy has to do with stress management. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because look, we, we are living in some crazy times. I mean, the understatement, right? Yes, it, the level of stress and craziness is just unprecedented. 
okay? Not only the stress in our own lives, but just, you know, everywhere you turn. The country is crazy. The world is crazy. Nobody's getting along. Everybody's (laughs) blaming everybody else for everything. I mean, you know, it's just really crazy. So tell us some of your stress management strategies. So it's it's funny, Dr. Neese, because the stress – I've, I've been pretty good at managing my stress for the most part. Um, skiing mm-hmm. is one of the things that I, that I do, but that's something I can't do year-round. Yeah, I, I love to ski, love that. But when I moved to Atlanta, obviously that oh, went out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and I was true. looking for something that I could do year-round because I knew okay. for me I've always worked out in some way. I've always been very okay. active, so okay. I knew how important that was. And it was during that most difficult time in 2012 when things fell apart in my life that I found running. Oh, wow. Moved yeah. to Atlanta, black girls run. And yeah. I met, with, met up with the group of girls. I said, okay, let me see what they've, what they've got going on. I read about the organization, and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Let me, let me yeah. try this. If nothing else, I'm, I'm meeting with a group of like-minded women. Yeah. And yeah. I've been running ever since and going on nine years. Nice. And nice. that manages my stress. I, I remember when I did a 5K, which I hadn't done in probably over 20 years, and my girlfriends, one of my girlfriends was saying, okay, well, we got to run a half marathon. And I looked at her like she was crazy. I'm like, how many miles is that? 13 miles? Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not doing that. Wow. Then we did that. Then we did that. And then she said, okay, we got to train for a marathon. I said, have you really lost it? That's 26.2 miles. Wow. That. And here it is. 30 half marathons and four full marathons later and counting that I love running. And it was during that crazy time where I had to have something. I knew I needed something to relieve my stress because the stress was so great that you know if you don't, it will take you out. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I encourage people to find that hobby. It may not be running. But that's right. how I manage my stress. It may be reading, it, but that it is incorporated into my life. My mom knows. Uh, I run probably four times a week in right. the mornings, typically, and some. And now I've incorporated walking on my Sunday when I'm when I'm actually after after my Sunday school, I'm, um, or I'm after church. I will take a walk. But that is yeah. something that is so important to start my week and to manage my stress. And, you know, I'm laughing because I hear people say, well, you know, running all that sounds like it's really stressful to me actually doing the running. But what people don't realize is is that when you exercise, there are certain chemicals that the body gives off, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That literally help with stress and mood. It is a mood booster as well. Um, So there's, there's something about it. Now, how long did it take you to work yourself up to be able to run? you know, you know, half a marathon, like how, how long does it take usually? So if from, and I'm, I'm not an expert runner, but I would say from yeah. if you're starting out and you've run 5Ks, the typical half marathon training is about 12 weeks. Okay. So, and there are certain days that you're running to get to that, to get to that point. And usually you'll run up to 10, 10 miles, 10, 12 miles, That'll be like your last long run, and then you're okay. you're ready. Because once you run 10 miles, you can run 13. A lot of people think, well, that's three more miles. Once you get to that milestone, you're you're pretty much ready. And then training for a full marathon is 16 to 18 weeks. 
So it's pretty All intense. Right. That's a whole <laughs> another level. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so it's pretty All intense. Right. But but I also love the fact that any exercise is better than none, right? And Absolutely. If people walk or if they, if they just Absolutely. do stretching or yoga, I mean, anything that you do to get the body moving mm-hmm. has the ability to release those chemicals, uh, the relaxation and the mood chemicals that we're, you know, talking about. So, Absolutely. Just, and you're able and to operate with a clear mind, too. For yeah. me... Yeah. You know, as they talk about, you know, that seems stressful running. Well, I can't think about work or anything else while I'm running. I need to think about getting to that next mile, <laughs> which is fine because that's, that's, again, my mind is clear. It has to be clear. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, I also think that um, it does give you more time to commune with your spirit also, right? It does. Um, Very much so. You know, Very much so. And, and to do self-reflection. So, you know, the, the time is very well used when, when mm-hmm. you are actually exercising. So I love that. I love that. Are there any other stress management strategies that you might suggest with your clients if they're not like big exercise people? Yeah, I think even just carving out time to do something that's non-work related, non, if yeah. they have, a, you know, a lot of people have businesses and, and jobs doing something that's non-work related. So if they like to paint or if they like to read, you know, read. Some people love to read, and if they've got a Kindle or a hard copy book, carve out time to do that and make that, again, one of your non-negotiables. Those are things that will also help relieve your stress. Or taking a walk. A walk, it doesn't have to be a power walk. It could just be a simple walk in the park. Right. Get, yeah. Getting away from your environment, your normal work environment, because a lot of people are working from home now or, or yeah, going in the office, but getting out of the office, getting out of that space and actually doing something just very basic like a walk, is, yeah. those are things that I encourage people to do for sure. I agree. I agree. You know, people would be surprised. You know, there's something that happens to us also when we enjoy nature. Mm-hmm. Right. I I think it also changes our body chemistry and our neurochemistry. It does. Too. Like you said, it does. Walk in the park to actually look at the trees. <laughs> yeah, you like know, stop and like. Actually, oh wow! I didn't right. even notice those flowers were there. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah. look at the sky and the beauty and mm-hmm. the majesty of it, and yep. also um, deep breathing, which anybody can do. Right. Right. Yep. Deep breathing also changes the neurochemistry of the body, and it doesn't take that long for the stress relief to happen. And um, and I think the other one that people always underestimate is, hey, just having positive thinking. Yeah. You know, because we positive affirmations. Yes. Yeah, we spend most of our time worry, 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 catastrophizing, thinking about the worst that could happen. We spend much more time thinking that than thinking mm-hmm. about things that are good, pure, mm-hmm. joyful. And, and again, the body responds to every negative thought. If you have negative yes. thoughts, the body releases yep. negative chemicals. If yep. you have positive thoughts, the body releases positive chemicals. It can be just as simple as taking five minutes out and deep breathing and thinking some, uh, some, something that brings you joy, love, mm-hmm. peace happiness yeah you know you can manage your stress in five minute bites if you actually are working like say a long day and it it really does help 
It yep. really does. So And knowing I, when I, to cut things off. Just yes. so I have very long days a lot of time between work and the business and other things going on and sorority and all these different activities. But once I cut it off, I close the door and it I cut it off. Like we're done yes. for the day. That yes. is a part of stress management as well. Knowing yes. when to I can't burn the candle at both ends. I may chunk you know, pack a lot in one day, but once I'm done, I'm done. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. And and sometimes it's so hard in this world where everybody has our email, right? You've got mm-hmm. your phone with you mm-hmm. all the time. But, you know, mm-hmm. I do the same thing. After a certain time of the day, I yeah. do not respond to phone calls or I, I may not even look at my email, you know. Absolutely, yeah. You have to. You have yeah. to. Um, and that's part of setting the boundaries too because and I had a friend who has a business and he was constantly working around the clock and I said okay just because they sent you an email at 10 o'clock at night doesn't mean you have to respond to it what are your office hours yes what what are your office hours and because if you do that you're you're now training them to think that you will respond to them all hours of the night and that's not healthy for you right so I, I do the same thing after a certain point you won't get a response. I may see it, but I won't respond right. to it till the next day. Yeah, and it's so funny because when you say that to clients, a lot of them look at you like a deer in headlights. Like, what do you they mean? They really I, do. You know, I, I can't respond, respond to my emails up at 5 o'clock. It's just so funny to see their yes. reactions because, you know, they get, they get in such a mindset or a habit of, of doing things the same way, same way. You lose mm-hmm. the ability to see outside of your own box, right? Yep. Yes. Absolutely, and they they're constantly on. And I said you have to you have to know when to be off. Even if you have, and in his case, he had a business. He would take vacation from his job, but he would still work on his business. I said that's not vacation. Yeah, the vacation is vacation. Vacation is your off. Put an out of office on. Who do you designate to handle the business uh, while you're on vacation? Yeah, vacation. So yeah, that is yeah. Funny. <laughs> it's important people and people are just they're constantly going and they're not thinking about that and I'm like every time you do stuff you have to be very clear again those are setting boundaries those are being clear with your time that if you're doing stuff 10 o'clock at night or you're when you're on vacation you're working your business but you're supposed to be on vacation from your job take right. vacation take a real vacation <laughs> like yes. where you do nothing sit on a beach or wherever you like to go do nothing yes. during that time. Yes. And it may take a couple of days to unwind mm-hmm. when you get on vacation, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's so I had funny. to learn that. I had to learn to, yes. to, to relax on vacation. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you a funny story. So I went on vacation to Jamaica and um, mm. to this really nice oh, place where they make like little, bung- little bungalows on the water, right? And so mm-hmm. when I get there and I get into the room, I'm opening up like uh, like this big cabinet and everything because I'm I'm expecting to find the TV in there, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm and there's no TV and I'm tearing the room up and I'm like, <laughs> the person that brought my bags is with me and they're watching me, right? And I said, "Where's the TV? I pay all this money as opposed to be you know first class accommodations and there's no TV in here." And wow. she said, the the the, the lady said. You're supposed to be on vacation, ma'am. 
So we purposely don't put TVs or Internet in wow. the bungalows. That's what she said. She goes, if you want, she goes, now if you go to the main house, you know, like the main area, she goes, there is a big TV in there, and they do have Internet in there if you have to, you know, return some emails. But she goes, the purpose of this vacation is for you to disconnect and unwind. Let me tell Ooh. you, I hate that. I was livid. I was, I was angry. I was upset <laughs> that I had no TV and I had no internet. I said, I didn't sign up for this. Blah, blah, blah. And oh, so, you know, wow. I, I, I mean, I really misbehaved. I, I, I was ashamed of myself later on. But after the first two days, mm-hmm. I appreciated the quiet yeah. This connection. I spent that time in that bungalow looking over at the water, really thinking about and appreciating my life. Yeah. Um, so much so that when I came back to the States with the noise level, you know, I also yeah. live in New Jersey, so I flew into Newark. You fly uh-huh. into Newark and you get into the cab to go home. The music is blaring. The horns are, are bleeding. It's yep. just, and the cab driver had, had the news radio on, and it, it was abusive to my spirit to put myself yeah. back in that environment after I had allowed myself to unwind and commune mm-hmm. with nature. And so we don't realize the stress level that we're under just in mm-hmm. day-to-day existence here. I'm going to say here in the city. Um, yep. You know, maybe if you maybe if you really do live in the country, you probably have an appreciation of this already, which is why you like yep. living in the country. But those of us who are in the city, this this pace is just maddening, and we don't even know yeah. it. Yeah. And I've lived, I've worked in the city before, and so I know. And even here, just even working from home, when you're constantly working, the stress level, and then you turn on the news, and it's more stress. So yeah, I. Yes. Absolutely, and it is hard for us to disconnect. But once yes. you do, your body will appreciate it, that's for sure. Yes, yes, yes. And so the next one we kind of touched on a little bit, but we didn't talk about it in this perspective. You say that your health is wealth. Can you mm-hmm. explain to me what you mean by that? Yeah, it's, it's all of the things that we talked about, knowing, taking vacations. You know, we think we're taking a vacation. If you've got a job, you're taking a vacation from your job, but you're still working your business. And I I even have to watch myself because I've taken vacation from my job to go to a sorority conference. Well, that's still more work. It's it's fun work, but it's it's still work. So that taking, knowing when to take a true vacation and how often you need to take it, and that may only be, you only may need two or three days to completely disconnect so that you can, you know, be rejuvenated. Also, right. making sure that you're doing some level of exercise, some type of physical activity, all of those things feed your energy level. They will help you be more productive. So the more sleep you get, the more you take care of your body, the more you take care of your spirit, the more you can get done, yeah. The more and really the more successful you'll be and what and whatever success looks like for you because success is different for everybody. But yeah. you will be more successful in your life if you take care of your health. Yes. Yes. And I, I also like that you use the word health is wealth because mm-hmm. I think people think of wealth as more money, more money, more right. things. But right. I'm gonna say to you that I think that one of the greatest wealth that we have other than the health of our spirit is the health of our body. 
I mean, mm-hmm. if you aren't physically healthy, and, and, and the reason why I know this, you know, I'm older now. I'm not in my 20s anymore. Mm-hmm. And the older yeah, me, you, get, you you see the body starts breaking down naturally with age. Mm-hmm. And you can be so sick that you can't do anything. You can't work. You can't do anything. Right. I mean, my right. wealth really is tied to the physical health of my body. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it is. It is. All right, then. So the next one, hobbies that help you manage your stress. And we talked about it a little bit, but maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so for me, for me, it's running. But, again, it's those things that are that kind of take your mind from all of the day-to-day work and other areas that you enjoy doing. Those things that we always say, if I had more time, I would do this. I know my mom. My mom loves to sew, and you know she, she's talked about that. That's something that is a hobby for her, and she yeah. enjoys it. She hasn't had a chance to do much of it, but that's something that I keep telling her. We'll get back to that. So it's yeah. those things that you love to do, truly, truly love to do, um, are things that will help you manage your stress. I used to love, and this is something I'm probably going to get back to, is calligraphy. I used to love that fancy writing, and I want to get back to that. And, you know, so there are other things, paintings. There's these paint and sip events that I do for my sorority, but I also enjoy them because it gives me a chance to have fun painting at something that I don't normally do. So finding those hobbies, those things that you keep, especially if that's one, there's one thing that most people usually have that they say, gosh, I wish if I had more time, I would do that. Well, that's the thing you need to get back to. I would agree. I would agree. You know, hobbies bring joy. Mm-hmm. They really do. We need joy. We need joy. That's part of that harmony that you're yeah. talking about. Everything yeah. can't be stress and work and work. It has no. to be. We have to be filled with joy so we can keep our emotional tanks full. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Hobbies are extremely, extremely important. Well, I think this is the perfect place for a break. Please join us after the break when my guest, Cassandra R. Johnson, CEO of Destined to be Great, an executive coaching company in Marietta, Georgia, will talk more about developing a life harmony plan. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Spiritual Principles for Emotional Healing, and I am your host, licensed mental health professional, 
Dr. Denise Johnson. And the topic for today's show is Getting Your Life in Harmony, Strategies to Manage Your Time and Energy. And my wonderful guest is Cassandra R. Johnson, CEO of Destined to be Great, an executive coaching company in Marietta, Georgia. All right, then. And, you know, you've been talking about this throughout, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, how does spirituality help with a life harmony plan? For the way I look at the life harmony plan, spirituality is in the center. It is at yeah, your core. I love so it, I love that. it's like a wheel. So yeah. spirituality is already in the center because that, uh, that helps you, that aligns with your or helps define your values and your, yeah. your principles that you live by. And then everything else is a spoke on a wheel around that. Yeah. So that's what I use. Some people use a wheel of life and they have spirituality on the wheel. I'm like, nope, spirituality is yeah. dead center because that's that. who you are at your core. And then everything else is a spoke around that yes. because it's going to define how you handle everything around the spoke. How you, it's going to define how you handle work and relationships at work. It's going to define how you handle your money, your business, your health, all of those things. And it, it's your grounding for everything. I agree. I agree. And, you know, I know some people, you know, may not, you know, have a religious component to their spirituality. But, you know, when we use the word spirituality, it's bigger than just mm -hmm. our religious affiliation. It's the thing that gives life purpose and meaning. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. It, it's the thing that allows you to connect with your destiny, that, that allows you to connect with people and things that are around us, that allows you mm -hmm. to connect with nature, with the universe. It, it, yeah. is, it is an all-encompassing, um, you know, thing that if you have it in your heart, it does help you mediate all those other things. It so, truly does. I love Yes, I love that you have it in the center because I, I, you're right. I've seen it like as just one component, one spoke. That right. doesn't do it justice. Um, mm -mm, it really doesn't. Right, and, and it, it it bespeaks of the fact that those people don't understand that their power emanates, their life force, their chi, right? Whatever it is, it yep, emanates all of that, yep. from from that which is in the center. So, oh, I love that. You know, I get so excited. <laughs> uh, when I talk about anything having to do with spirituality. Okay, so then the next question is, can you give us some examples of the types of issues your clients have had and how developing a life harmony plan was, was helpful to them? So I definitely have the biggest one, the biggest issue that my clients have is their time. They don't feel like they have enough time. And so I always have to say, you know, everybody gets the same amount of time. And right. so... The things that we talked about that client that people and particularly women because that's mostly who I work with not exclusively but women is my core they always sacrifice self-care and yes. exercise and sleep yes. those are kind of the three yes. areas that I find my clients are they're not getting enough rest they're not they've put working out on the back burner they've put sleep on the back burner and so those are definitely the biggest issues that come up with our my clients. So when I literally go through all of the things that are going on in their life, they're working 
I had a client that had a very stressful job and she was working crazy hours and we had to really just define some cutoffs or yes. you, you have to at some point working till one, two o'clock in the morning is not serving you and it's really not serving your job either because you're not being your best. So at some point you have to establish it may be till you come up to speed you may have to work a little bit longer, but just a little bit longer. It should be an exception, not the rule. So if you have to start maybe an hour earlier and end maybe an hour or two later in order to finish stuff, but once you're done, you're done. You have to really establish those boundaries or you may have to carve out some time if you have to come back to it but carve out some time to put that exercise in there and maybe come back to it. You're going to be better served rather than continuing to just work straight through. So those, those are some of the things that I've, I've dealt with with my clients where they were just burning, burning, burning till at the burning the count, you know, the, the candle at both ends and just working through business, et cetera. And it was just, it wasn't serving them well, and they were taking taking everything else off the table, and we had to put that back in. Yes. We had to put yes. exercise back in. We had to put sleep back in, because I said, eventually it's going to catch up with you. Yes, and yes, it was. It they were completely burnt out. And I've burnt myself out in the past over a dozen times. So I know right. what that feels like, but I had to make them incorporate that back in. Not make them, but I definitely yes. had to show them where they could fit it back in. Yes. Now, I forgot to ask you this earlier, but I, I'm going to ask you this now. Um, what is an energy leadership master practitioner, and then how specifically is that used to, to help clients with the, the Harmony plan? Uh, yeah, so when I went to IPET coaching, that's the coaching program, I went through a very intensive coach training we actually are now licensed um, practitioners of their energy leadership model. And what it is, it is seven levels. It measures seven levels of energy with our clients. It's an assessment that I take my clients, that I have my clients do. And it helps measure their stress level under normal circumstances. And then it also helps measure their stress level when things get very, very chaotic, and it gives kind of a baseline of how they handle stress. So, and, and when I went through the program, that was an extra training that I did so that I am certified to be able to offer the assessments to my clients. It's a very powerful way, and it's actually the first shift that I have my clients go through when they coach with me. That's one of the things that they have to do first is to go so through this like assessment. It's a questionnaire, kind of? It's a questionnaire. It's a questionnaire. It takes them about 30 minutes to do, maybe maybe not even quite 30 minutes to complete, and then I do a debrief with them for about 90 minutes of the entire assessment because that's kind of your baseline because it really tells how you're managing stress currently. And it also helps identify areas that you, you know, highlights areas that are problem areas. All right. And, and along with that, once I know what level I'm on, it has like a prescription, so to speak, for what, so you would know how to help that person more specifically yeah. or? Yeah, okay. it definitely helps me kind of pinpoint areas where they need a little bit more work you know, whether it be related to work or re- related to dealing with family issues or things like that. It helps helps kind of zone in, and it also gives them something, because they get the assessment. They get the full assessment um, wow. results. 
So what are some of the names of some of those seven strategies or whatever it is I'll learn about if I take the test? For example, level one, so it goes level one up to level seven. Level one is kind of the victim worst, right? level. Yeah, it's that, victim that's level. more. Okay. Yeah, it's the victim level. So it kind of goes up from from victim level, you know, and then and then the, the next is kind of like the the fighter. So it's kind of okay. like I win, you lose type. Okay. Level. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. And then what's what's like the highest level? Yeah, the highest level is really you're the creator. So it's the winning okay. and losing are illusions. So there's no, you know, you're oh, moving. It's like the farthest you can be from victim mentality. Like you are, it's it's like you, you know, <laughs> I love that. Kind of out there, you know, and you're kind of creating yeah. the environment that you know the, you're you're kind of a you're creating that environment. There's no winning or losing. I love it's, it. It I just love is. It. It's just being. I love it. Which is, yes. which is pretty powerful. Yes. And you know, that has kind of a Zen flavor to me. It does. It does. And and I love that because it, not that I know, you know, I'm not like a master in Zen, Zen uh, but I know that one of the things they talk about is, is that a lot of the pain that we're in is because we we believe what the ego is telling us. We're living out of ego, rather than yeah. rather than understanding that all those things that the ego is trying to make us think, like competition and this and that, yeah. and we have to do yeah. this and we should do that. Those yeah. those are all are illusions, yeah. and um, and that's exactly what they are. And that's what the energy leadership system is designed. You know, if you really use it and and even come back to it, it's designed to move you as far away from the ego. Yes, as possible. Yes, yes, I love that, and that again speaks of a spiritual orientation. Yes. You know, looking looking at situations and circumstances that you're in, not from yes. the ground level, but I'm going to say from a meta level above it, right? Yes. Where where you exactly. can see the patterns and you can you can look at it, but when you look at it from above. You don't have the same level of attachment, good or bad, right. to the things that are right. happening. Um, right. And, and, and once you let go of ego and let go of the need to control and let go of the need for it to be the way you think it should be, there is freedom in that and, yeah. and emotional freedom, spiritual freedom. There's joy. Uh, there are other things that, that it makes you able to see and appreciate. So I love that. That actually is, is a very interesting tool. Yes, and it, it is it's very powerful. I took, I took myself through it. That was part of my training as well. Um, extremely powerful. And, again, it helped me. One of the main reasons why I went through coaching is not only to help others, but it helped me. So when, yes. you know, at one time I didn't even want to go back to corporate because of the, what I experienced. When I went through coaching, my, my, I looked at it through a different lens, and now yeah. the way people respond, I can almost pinpoint what's going on with them, but not only yes. that for myself. Yes. So it, it helps yes. me better handle, handle my response, my reactions. I don't even have a reaction. My response to people, I don't respond the same. Yes. I don't take it personally. That's important. Yes. The more you remove yourself from that, the more you can, again, it, it, it builds your energy. You're not taking on somebody else's negative, negative energy, energy, attitude, yes. 
all of that stuff. And so yeah. that, that was what coaching did, has done for me, and I constantly I work that. on that as well. But, yeah, it's, it's powerful, that. really powerful. I love that. I love that. And, and it, it, it bespeaks to the point that most of the time when you interact with others, their behavior is more about them than it is about you. Absolutely. And most people don't realize that. Even if they're saying to you, it's about you, it's about you, it's about you. When you can take that Zen approach, you understand Mm -hmm. it's not about me, it's not about me. It's about your your values, (laughs) your stresses, your defense mechanisms, the things that you're trying to control, okay? Exactly. As opposed to me. Um, so yes, I, I love that. I love, I love that tool and I, I love how it can help people. All right then, uh, how can the audience contact you if they would like more information? Well, one, I definitely want to encourage the audience to sign up for my free Life Harmony class. Excellent, excellent. Now let me ask you, uh, you're running the classes uh, repetitively? Yeah, um, every two weeks. No every two weeks so they can just go to www.lifeharmonyplan.com or just lifeharmonyplan.com and they can register so I hope that they will join me for a a free one-hour class to go through what we talked about and and I'm going to teach them my five shifts that I made that have that have changed my life the other way is they can always email me at Cassandra at destined the number two the letter B great.com so c-a-s-s-a-n-d-r-a at destined with a d the number two the letter b great.com excellent 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 well you know i want to tell you that you have been an absolutely delightful guest oh Um, thank you so much dr denise i appreciate that your passion your energy your compassion you know shows through in in what you say and I believe that just like I have felt it in talking with you, I believe that the, the audience has benefited from feeling uh, the passion and compassion that you've had as well. So thank you for being a guest today. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I so appreciate it. Excellent. So at the end of my show, I always ask my guests to say either a blessing, an affirmation, or a prayer over the audience about today's topic so I'm going to ask you to do that for me now okay one this is one of the things one of the sayings that I live by I hope I remember it exactly Um, Irma Bombeck is one of my favorite um, I guess she's like a humorist and the saying is when I stand before God at the end of my life I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say I used everything you gave me so I just want to leave the audience with that because that's what this is that's what this life is all about for all of us. Excellent. And I'm gonna end by saying Amen and Amen. And dear Lord and Heavenly Father, Father God, I praise you and I thank you for another opportunity to speak your name. I praise you and I thank you, O oh God, for giving us a venue in the marketplace, O oh God, where your name has the preeminence. I take this time, O oh God, to worship you and to thank you, O oh God, for your beneficence and your kindness, O oh God. I thank you, O oh God, how you have been our shield and our protection during these times, O oh God. I thank you, O oh God, how you have been the one that has made a way for us, O oh God, where there is no way. 
I thank you, O God, that those things in our lives, O God, that have us in dismay and have us in misery and when things seem to fall apart, O God, where there seem to be no answers, O God, when we are in total chaos and darkness, O God, and when we don't see any way out, O God, I thank you that a light still remains. I thank you, O God, that it is you, O God, who love us deeply and tenderly from the foundation of the universe and you love us back to ourselves. I lift up my wonderful guest today, O God, Miss Cassandra, O God, I thank you for meeting her at her point of need. I thank you, O God, that in her darkest hour, you showed yourself strong on her behalf. I thank you, O God, that during that time in her life, O God, you birthed this coaching company, O God, that is a testament, O God, to your faithfulness unto her and how you have filled her with something, O God, to give and pour into others, O God. I thank you, O God, that it is out of our brokenness and out of our ashes, O God, that you resurrect hope, life, joy, peace, prosperity, O God, abundance, O God, the ability to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think, O God. I speak that over her. I speak that over her clients, O God. I speak that over those in the audience today, O God, for whom this show resonates as true, O God. I just want to praise you again. I thank you for what you're going to do in the lives of the people who are listening today, O God. I thank you that you are going to love them, O God, back to yourself, O God. I thank you, O God, that you are going to help them put the harmony back into their existence, O God, that they will no longer be encumbered by the demands of the world, O God, and the demands that they put on themselves and others put on them, O God. But you will, O God, give them the ability to live in the light of the harmony that you have given them. I just love you and praise you again. I thank you for this radio station. I thank you for all things. I thank you, O God, that even during these times in the world, O God, that those things that are meant for evil, you are going to turn and work for good. I commit myself. I commit my guests. I commit my wonderful audience. I commit all things into your hands. In the name of your Son, whom I utterly adore, amen and amen. You have been listening to Spiritual Principles for Emotional Healing, and I am your host, Dr. Denise Johnson, and this show will be available to you to listen to on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash spiritual principles for emotional healing. And you can also hear my show on Spotify. Because I am believing God that as you repeatedly listen to these prayers, He will heal your brokenness the same way He has used these prayers to minister to my brokenness. And lastly, I want you to always remember where your spirit leads, your emotions, power, and destiny will follow.